0: one life to live let me begin with a completely random thing about one life to live i found that somebody had written this comment about living a life at a hotel in naples called the romeo hotel they said if i had one life to live i would live it at the romeo hotel it says the romeo hotel located in an up and one day to be coming area on the Naples Harbour is a knockout facility. It's beautifully designed with comfort of first consideration and, and run with impeccable efficiency and graciousness. Learning of my husband's desire to do back exercises and his reluctance to do so in our gorgeous room due to hard floor services, management had a thick, a large thick mat brought up. Maurizio, A very amiable and helpful desk person suggested a nearby restaurant that won our hearts and taste buds, so much so that we ate there two of our four times. If I had one life to live, I would live it at the Romeo Hotel. Some people would actually disagree as to whether we actually do have only one life to live. Gus Taylor, for instance, was 18 months old when he started to say he was his own grandfather. Young children can be confused about their own identity and those of of their family members, but this was different. His grandfather had died a year before Gus was born, and the boy totally believed that they were the same person. When shown some family photographs, Gus identified Grandpa Augee when he was four years old. So Gus thought he was living out his life as his own grandfather. Reincarnation, that puts a whole new spin on a very old song by Ray Stevens, I'm my own grandpa. One life to live, how are we to live that life? One answer was Henry David Thoreau's or it's found in Henry David Thoreau's book Walden or sometimes entitled Life in the Woods first published in 1854 and it details the 2 years 2 months and 2 days that Thoreau spent in a small cabin in the woods in Massachusetts in northeastern United States in fact and what he wanted to do was learn learn about life his cabin was actually only three kilometers from his own home. And for his new home in the woods and for what he thought was freedom, he spent only $28, 12 and a half cents, because obviously back then they had half cents as well. 12 and a half cents, $28, 12 and a half cents, or about 863 US dollars in today's money. That's all he spent on constructing his cabin and living for two years, two months, and two days in the woods. This is what he said when he came out of that in his book. He says, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear, nor did I wish to practise resignation unless it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life, to live so sturdily and Spartan-like as to put to rout all that was not life, to cut a broad swathe and shave close, to drive life into a corner and reduce it to its lowest norms. And you saw a picture of, of Thoreau. Maybe that was after he came out of the woods because he's looking rather thin and gaunt in the picture. Is that how you live your life since you only have one life to live? In a study of 50 people over the age of 95 years of age, they were asked what they would do differently if they could live their lives over again. And this is what they said. They would risk more, they would reflect more, and they would do more things that would live on after they were dead. They would risk more, reflect more, and the things that they did they wanted them to live on after they were dead. The Canadian journalist Thomas uh, Froser, uh, he's a journalist, a Canadian journalist living in Uganda, he uh, runs a blog site called The Daily Dad, Fatherhood and Humour Musings and Life and he says, that we only have one life to be accountable for. And he says, yes, life is a mystery, that's a cliche, just like life is a gift is a cliche, but that doesn't make either any less true. And a key passage in what he writes, he says, and he's talking about resolutions, whether you make them on New Year's Day or wherever you make them. He says, the only resolution worth keeping then, it seems to me, and the only one I want to convey to my children over the years, is to simply set our eyes on the eternal, where real and lasting peace is offered to anyone who asks, so that we can savour and drink from the depths of their temporal all the more with the nerve and satisfaction, then he quotes Thoreau, As Thoreau put it, suck the marrow from whatever span we're allotted. So how do you get the most, as Thoreau says, and he thought he would get it by going to the woods, how do you get the most out of the life that you're actually given to live? My wife gave me this piece. It comes from Nadine Stair. She was an 85-year-old woman living some time back in Kentucky in the United States. And she wrote this piece, if I had my life over, I'd pick more daisies. And she doesn't just say that. She says, if I had my life to live over, I'd dare to make more mistakes. I'd relax. I would limber up. I would be sillier than I had been this trip. I would take fewer things seriously I would take more chances. I would climb more mountains and swim more rivers. I would eat more ice cream and less beans. I would perhaps have more actual troubles, but I'd have fewer imaginary ones. You see, I'm one of those people who lived sensibly and sanely hour after hour, day after day. Oh, I've had my moments and if I had to do it over again, I'd have more of them. In fact, I'd try to have nothing else, just moments, one after another, instead of living so many years ahead of each day. I've been one of those persons who never goes anywhere without a thermometer, a hot water bottle, a raincoat, and a parachute. If I had to do it again, I would would travel lighter, than I have. If I had my life to live over, I would start barefoot earlier in the spring and stay that way later in the fall. I would go to more dances, I would ride more merry-go-rounds, I would pick more daisies. That's her view of how to get the most out of life. Looking back, on a long long life. Jesus said, I came so that they may have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That's really what Avondale is about, in every aspect. We're hoping that you have, while you're here, more and better life than you would have had if you'd not come here. One of the key founders of Avondale said, it is the work of true education to develop the power to think and do. To train youth to be thinkers and not mere reflectors of other men's thought. That's what education is about. That's what I hope you experience as your education at Avondale. That's what we were set up to be. Some people would fight against that, that this place is to train people to think and to do, but that's what we're here for, to train you to think and to do. So what will you do with your opportunities at Avondale in 2016? And what will those opportunities be? Of course, one of those opportunities will be to study. Will you focus on that? Or will you only focus on fun? One of those opportunities will be to make mistakes and to learn from the mistakes that you make. I made a mistake. In fact, my wife often tells me every day that's your first mistake for the day, and that's your second, and so forth. And so far, I've gotten up to about six or eight in a day. Well, she sees them as mistakes anyhow. But I made a mistake very soon after I started studying here. This was back last century, sounds a long time ago, but it was back last century when theology students here had to do a number of history subjects that weren't related to theology. So we had to do subjects like European history since since the, uh, uh, the Battle of Waterloo and so forth. I'm sure it helped us in some way, but Dr Noel Clapham was our lecturer in that. So I put myself to researching for an essay that I had to write for him. I did all of the research. I wrote my essay and I said to myself, now that is a good essay. That is surely worth a distinction. I got a pass. And he wrote on it, Ray, this has the potential to be a good essay. Don't you love that when your lecturers tell you that? He said, you've done all of the research, you've got all of the material there, this has the potential to be a good essay but you've not actually come to any conclusions. You've just written it all out there without actually analysing the material that you've looked at. That was a mistake which I said to myself, I will not make that mistake again. I will learn from that mistake. So this place offers you safe play, a safe place to make mistakes and to learn from the mistakes that you make one of my students from the past said that when he came here the first time round his aim was to play basketball when he came the second time round his aim was actually to study and he actually graduated the second time around Uh, we wondered whether he actually had the capability to pass a course the first time. So what will you focus on? Will it be basketball, romance? It is a good place for that. Preparation to give your life in service, to give your life away in service. A place to realise your dreams or a place to serve in a one mission trip. But to reach your dreams, you're going to have to stay focused and you're going to have to stay balanced. And my wish for you is that that you will develop, indeed develop the power to think and do and that the year 2016 at Avondale will be more than you'd hoped that it would be because you've really invested yourself into it. Blessings for 2016.